0: When I launched my first private practice in San Francisco, I learned a lot of things the hard way. Eventually, I started helping friends launch their private practice, and, and I wanted a place to, to write about all the lessons that I had learned. So I started privatepracticeworkshop.com. Since then, it's grown into so much more than a blog. There's online courses, there's a thriving Facebook community, and now there's a podcast. Podcast. This podcast came from an idea that I had that, you know, there's so many private practice podcasts out there now, but none of them really dive in deep into one particular area. I find that the number one concern that therapists have is marketing. How am I going to get my next client? How am I going to keep clients coming? So the aim of this podcast is really to dive deep into marketing and to grow our knowledge in this area. I'm going to do that by bringing in both guests who are in our field and then a lot of guests who are outside of it. We're going to learn about creating an amazing brand, promoting that brand, growing your audience, and serving the world. Today's episode is all about using video to promote your practice. I've got Ernesto Segismundo on the show. He's the founder of FilmIt.com, and I'm so excited to kick things off with him. All right, let's do it.
1: You're listening to The Marketing Workshop with John Clark. Grow your audience. Serve the world.
0: All right, let's get started. Ernesto, I'm so happy to have you um,
1: on the show. How's it going? Good, good. Wow. John, thank you so much uh, for having me. You are I've been following you on Facebook, and it seems like we have become... Pretty good friends on Facebook, huh? I
0: would say so. The world gets really small when you are on the internet as much as uh, you and I seem to be. <laughs> yes. So hopefully we're not just on Facebook to waste time and look at pictures of puppies, but uh, right. that's also part of the lifestyle, I think. <laughs>
1: it is. It is. It's part of the brand. It's part of the brand. It's it's part part of of the brand. brand. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> well,
0: um, I'm, I'm. like I said, I'm so excited to have you on and I already feel like I know you because of seeing you all over the internet and I think that probably has a lot to do with what we're going to talk about today which um again I've just seen you on video so much I've seen you on Facebook live so much that at some point I just started feeling like all right I, I know this guy and actually I, I trust him <laughs> whether mm-hmm. whether or not you're trustworthy will is to be determined but right um <laughs> The key is that you've developed trust with me as part of your audience just through doing what you do with video. So I I just love that. And I think what you're doing is catching on um, like wildfire. So tell us a little bit about how you got started with using video. And I also know that you're a group practice owner. So if you wanted to say a little bit about kind of what else you're up to in addition to talking about film it.
1: Yeah, you know, um, about uh, four years ago, I worked in a uh, county setting. And uh, everybody knows that, you know, when you work in county and with Department of Mental Health paperwork, I mean, it's, 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 it's a killer, right? It's a killer. So at that time, I was at another company and um, sort of like a, a private practice kind of setting, but not really. So the, the therapist who was there, who was my supervisor at that time, um, uh, invited me to a, A real estate agent conference. And at that time, real estate agents were already using videos to their advantage,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. you know, to showcase the homes and all those things. Mm -hmm. And we were the only clinicians out of hundreds of attendees there. And so I I looked at my partner and I was like, what the heck? Or my supervisor, (laughs) I said, we can use this. And so that evening, after the conference, I, I, I actually did a, a video on parenting, and I, I went from ten clients a week. Uh, and at that time, wow. I was still working with, uh, I was still working at a, um, a county work, and I was I was done. I I I didn't want to do it anymore, and so I wanted to grow this practice. And so I, w- I was at ten clients a week, and then within two months, I went up to twenty eight because of that video, because wow. of that brand. That's and that's w- and that's when I knew there's something about videos for mental health professionals. And now you know that we mental health professionals, we, there's a lot of red tape, right? There's a lot of things that we sure. have to consider, the ethics, the legal. And so we have to be very careful about that. So that's when I started discovering the power of video, but also... Being uh, an informant for our community, the mental health community, that there are ethics and legal boundaries that we have to consider. Mm. So from then on, that's how I started doing uh, videos or using videos and social media branding. Um, And now after, you know, two years after that, I just decided one morning, I said, you know what, I'm going to do a group practice because I was growing. Mm. And um, I believed in not throwing it money away. So I, I figure, you know, let me have a group practice and let me just circulate all the phone calls uh, in my agency or in my group practice so that I don't feel like I'm throwing money away. Right. sure. So, sure. so uh, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about that and how to showcase the group practice. But, you know, the the power of video and social media is this idea that when People watch your videos, like you said earlier, it humanizes your brand. That's Absolutely. that's one thing about what we need to start talking about in the area of marketing. How will I, as a private practitioner or a group practice, humanize my brand so that people see and believe that they are coming to see human beings? And you know, that that's I mean, I I don't know about you, but I want to work with a human. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. You know, right? Yeah. So well, that's the power of videos. Th-
0: this makes so much sense because what we do is so personal. It is mm-hmm. intimate. Um, and in my view of therapy, I think it kind of depends on your, your orientation, your theoretical orientation, bit, but I think therapy is an intimate encounter. Um, and I've, I've wrote an article at one point about how, why finding a therapist is just like dating yeah. <laughs> or just like yeah. online dating. and. Yeah there's this gap between what you can read about a person online versus actually just being in the room with them and i think what i see video doing is it it is it narrows that gap a bit right because yeah. video i think is probably is is closer um to narrowing that gap than just a picture or just really great website copy because this is you you know, animated, um, in your office, walking, talking, um, clients getting to see, um, w- what you look like, you know, and what you yeah. look like when you talk, cause they're going to be sitting there in front of you for, um, in, in a lot of situations, many, many hours. So it just, it just makes so much sense.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, the power of this is that, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a growing process for a lot of clinicians as well, too, because in grad school, I do somehow believe that we are, um, taught the humanity out of us, right? Um, I, I, I do feel like all the ethics classes that we take, it scares the crap out of us. Mm-hmm. And we go, oh my gosh, you can't be yourself. You can't be authentic because of the legal and ethic ra- ramification. But just because you're, prof- or you're a professional, it doesn't mean to throw your human side away. Um, and so what video does is that it, 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 it brings those two gaps together, Sure. where you can be professional and human at the same time. And so, you know, everything that you see on social media about me, um about my videos, uh, that's who I am. So when clients meet me, they they there's there's no um no, there's no there's difference, no, there's, no, there's no discrepancy. No exactly, that's there's fantastic. no fantastic. So when people, uh, you mm. know, other professionals do promotional videos with me, I walk in and they give me a hug and they go, "Oh my gosh, I feel like I already know you." <laughs> Right. And that's why promotional videos with me will be literally under 15 minutes, just your talking spot, because it feels like you're just with a friend. Yeah. Yeah. You probably get a lot of hugs that way. Um, Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But people also know because of the way you use video that you're you're all right with that, that you're that kind of person, that you're open, that you're warm. Um, you just convey that in everything you do. So I, I love this idea of kind of humanizing ourselves through video. And I, I, I agree that during graduate school, at some point, we, we have to we, we get kind of whittled down uh, a bit before we open back up and figure out how can I truly be myself in session and as a therapist, that it's not just a role I'm playing, um, right. like an act I'm putting on. What, what would you say for, um, for new counselors, new therapists who are still trying to figure out who, who I am? Um, yeah. you know, and I've seen a lot of the videos you've made for therapists and a lot of them seem like they, you know, you obviously help them figure out what their message is and who they are, mm-hmm. but how would you approach that or what would you say to new counselors who are still figuring that out if, if you were going to make a video for them?
1: Yeah, you know, the first thing I do is um, I try to get on the phone with them before they're filming dates. Um, I already know in my mind that some of the clinicians that I work with have no idea on on themselves. And so before we work on messaging, we work on this idea of what uh, excites you when you come to work, Right. Mm-hmm. Finding that identity as a clinician because, you know, in grad school and, you know, in our practice, we try to be someone else. And I try to tell people work from the inside out instead of the outside in, you know, know who you are, know your personality and use that to your advantage. Because like you said earlier, you when, when clients come in uh, to see us, they are they are first. Uh, making an appointment based on your expertise, but they stay with you based on the energy that you provide for them in the therapeutic setting. Mm-hmm. And you can actually translate that on video. So one of the things that I, I tell people, uh, it's almost as if I'm doing some sort of a internal coaching, you know, what is it that you love? You know, who are you? Tell me some of the, your strengths, you know, things like that. So I do a thing called personal branding. And what that is, is I use the Johari Window. Do you remember the Johari yeah, Window? I, I love that. Idea. I use it a lot, actually. But t- <laughs> I know. T- Tell us what that is. Okay, so the Johari Window <laughs> is basically these um, these little. It's a window where you see the things about yourself that you see. Um, other people see you that they don't see. You know, parts of you that they, they see that you don't see, and uh, some of the things that people see that and you see, and what is the other one? Um, uh, things that. Uh, um, People don't see, but you see within yourself, right? Yeah. So what I do as a, as a brand marketer is I try to merge all of those uh, quadrants together. So I, I tell my therapist, okay, look, send out an email to friends, family, colleagues, about 20 of them, okay? And ask them to write about 10 things about you, just one word, just one word, one word about you and go with 10, and maybe about five of them will sh- will send you. you ten of them will sure. show you send it to you. So out of all of the ones that send back that information to you, you pick the top four on the top you know, mm-hmm. and use that top four as your brand, as your authentic personal brand. So I did this about a couple of years ago and I came up with uh, a few things. It was uh, defiant. It was inspirational. <laughs> yeah. And I'll explain why, why yeah. defiant. I'll okay. explain why defiant. Defiant, inspirational, funny. Um, oh, my gosh. And I'm blanking on the other one. But there's another one that I use for the four. So defiant uh, uh, goes in line with the idea that I don't do things. Uh, I'm a horrible employee. Sure. <laughs> right, and I do things uh, on my own grounds what I feel like it, my intuition you know, if I feel like doing it I'm going to do it if it's good for me and my business right? Mm-hmm. and I kind of go against the flow um, and so the funny part is basically that's just my makeup I'm just funny mm-hmm. and the inspirational part is basically this internal need in me to inspire folks uh, especially young clinicians uh, that they can actually do it Right. Awesome. Um, you know, we came, we come out of grad school vi- being so motivated, but very insecure. Um, and so those four I use as my personal brand. So that's the first thing I, I tell people and I train people, know thyself and using the Johari window is incredibly powerful to figure that out.
0: What if you were to ask, uh, current clients, how they see you?
1: I think that would be great. I mean, I you know they give us feedback in the session, right, all the time. So I would say just keep an eye out or hear and, and sense the energy that sure. um, that they give you or that they tell you. So sometimes I ask, you know, what made you want to stay with me other than the other uh, therapist, you know? Or, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and ask those questions are curious because it's also a therapeutic question as well too, you know. Um, it, our clients project onto us who they want us to be or who they, you know, Absolutely. Uh, try to yeah. r- uh, role play that. So, uh, it doesn't hurt. Um, in the first, in, in the intake, the first phone call, I would ask questions like, you know, uh, what made you pick up the phone? You know, just out of curiosity, um, uh, where did you find me? Yeah.
0: Great question.
1: Yeah. What did you at, What did you sense in my, mar- in the marketing or whatever you saw? And they are freely able to give that. And it's, yeah. not, a, it's not an unethical t- thing to ask. No, it's really smart to ask that. You know, and I think what's also
0: interesting is when you ask those questions and the clients have a hard time putting their finger on it, but they still felt compelled to choose you in particular, right? There's something just about kind of who you are that um, that spoke to them and they decided to call or even just the way you look and the assumptions they make about you. Um, yeah. So again, video can, has the opportunity to um, just draw out who you are and make it even more um, explicit. And I imagine the result is not only more clients,
1: but better fit clients. Absolutely, absolutely. Because you know the the thing is, if you are a therapist who wants to work with every single individual that calls you, that means you lack boundaries, um, and that you really don't know yourself. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you really got to get to the point of, okay, this, I have other colleagues that can work with this individual better than I can. Um, you know, I I think that's the way to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: We, um, I, like I said in the beginning, I've noticed you using Facebook live a lot and you have a great Facebook group where you encourage uh, therapists in the group to hop on and do a Facebook live segment. Talk a little bit about why you're encouraging uh, folks to do that. And also why do we struggle with it so much? Why is it so awkward? Why are we so mm-hmm. hesitant to, to turn the camera on ourselves?
1: Yeah. You know, there's three things that, um, the reason why I'm pushing for Facebook live are three things. One, the idea of building community mm-hmm. two, hu- again, humanizing your brand. Mm-hmm. Three, encouraging and forcing the clinician who is so self-conscious and insecure to step outside of their comfort zone everything awesome happens outside of the comfort zone absolutely i am the testimony of that i you know no matter how much i present myself as a very confident individual on social media i have a lot of demons yeah um And, you know, all the I mean, the way that you will know how these demons will come out is if you put a camera in front of you and you start talking and heaven forbid all of these negative scripts that you have about yourself, the views about yourself will absolutely come roaring out once you press
0: record. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they just they just they just spill out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the, yeah. the first thing, you know, the reason why I'm, po- uh, I'm pushing it is this idea of community, yeah. community. Yeah. Um, and you know, contrary to popular belief, videos were not the main thing that got me a lot of clients. Mm-hmm. Okay. Consistent clients. It's the networking, the building, the community that I have right now, the self referrals, sure. uh, are, is, is a huge thing. So when I do Facebook live, um, I do discuss discussion form, you know, whatever it is that I'm seeing on social media that is neat, need, that needs to be discussed, um, uh, that's the topic. And the, 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 the idea for this is once you start engaging with people on social media and recognizing them, you develop this relationship that, um, that that just comes out of uh, that just comes out of organically, sure. You know, and so that's one thing that the idea of community. I'm really really big on that, and it's also because of my family of origin. I come from a huge Filipino family, and community is big in my culture. So that's what I want to develop online. Awesome,
0: and. So you use it not only to build and grow your community, but you use it to engage the community that you already have. You, you'll you hop on and answer a question, mm-hmm. or you'll see a theme coming up, or I've noticed you even just, you have something curious to talk about that you yeah. were thinking about when you were walking down the street or whatever, and you'll yeah. come and you'll start talking about that, and you'll you'll spur that conversation. And it, oh, yeah. and it does create that sense of community. I can say as a member of that community, um, it has connected me with other people people as well Mm -hmm. um and we're all just kind of huddled around talking about this thing with you um, all of a sudden and i feel more familiar uh, i have that familiarity with other community members in addition to you so that makes so much sense and i see it working well for you as a consultant and as someone who provides this great video service to therapists what about for therapists to promote their private practice how do you how do Mm -hmm. we
1: use it for that Sure, sure. So uh, with Facebook Live, um, f- social media was not meant to be for therapists. <laughs> it's not friendly for I therapists. Would agree. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because um, one thing that I do highly, highly recommend is this one-way mirror thing. If you are doing Facebook Live with potential clients, you're already crossing the boundary. Sure. Okay, So one of the things that I would recommend for everybody to do who are considering Facebook Live is to do it within the mental health community. And uh, you can do it on Facebook Live, uh, on business page. I, I, again, I'm very weary about doing that just because of this idea that it could blur some boundaries sure. with potential clients, right?
0: Just to draw that out, the idea is that um, there could be a potential client or more than one client in there. Um, watching you on Facebook Live, maybe even corresponding with you yeah. on Facebook. And then that is that is very public. Um, yeah. So, so for that yeah. reason, you, you recommend against using it to engage yeah. with, with yeah, that yeah. audience.
1: The rule of thumb is, the rule of thumb is, with whatever social media marketing that you're doing is protect the integrity and the confidentiality of your future clients, potential clients, and your current clients got it that's the rule of thumb you know i'm i'm coming up with with a uh, social media guideline not a policy but a guideline for clinicians because policies are different in different states right Mm -hmm. uh so the guideline is basically protecting the confidence and the the confidentiality of your clients okay got it Mm -hmm. now with facebook live so let's say you a lot of your um you've got a uh A Facebook group, right, Um, to increase engagement, to have them increase that uh, confidence and also your brand do live streaming videos, you know, just have them converse and talk to each other. Um, And I also, one of the the things that I'm using uh, Facebook Live for myself is that there's so many amazing clinicians like yourself who are consultants that I can learn from. And Facebook Live, sometimes when I have a question, like you know, guys, I got a question. I don't know. I'm just talking out loud about this. Uh, maybe you guys can help me out. Sure. And you pose that question, and people go, "Oh my gosh, I've been thinking about that too." That's really powerful. I, I and
0: I've, I've definitely seen that happening firsthand. And um, when I go on Facebook Live in my in the private practice workshop community. Um, you know, it, it can be really successful. It can also be kind of a flop or at least Mm -hmm. in terms of engaging people live and in the moment, um, you know, after you record, you have the option to publish it, which I always do. And and then people can go back and you might get a couple hundred views or whatever. But in the moment, how how do you, how do you get good engagement out Mm -hmm. of, um, out of those, those sessions?
1: Yeah. Um, one thing that I, I tell a lot of people when, the, you know, to increase engagement is call out the people that's already on, Okay. you know? Um, so for instance, if you got on, Hey John, I noticed that you're on and you know, I, I'm curious about your thoughts on this and then keep talking, give, give, you know, yourself the, the opportunity to type, right. And just keep talking. And then once they say something, you go, Oh my gosh, you know, John, that's, that's so true. Tell me a little bit more. Um, that's how you engage. Say their name. Everybody wants to be called out on social media sure. <laughs> in, a me. good, in, in a good way. In a we good like, way. We
0: like yeah. We like feeling special. We like being seen, especially it's, as therapists, because we spend
1: all of our days you know bearing so witness true. to others. Yeah. And it's it's authentic because yeah. sometimes people say things on Facebook, like on Facebook Live, that makes me go, "Oh my gosh, I never thought about that." That's true. And so I say those things out. You know, I. I I speak with my hands and I talk out loud. You know, sure. my thoughts are just out there. So Facebook Live is if if, if that's something that you do, that Facebook Live is perfect for you. So calling out the names of those who are in there. Notice them, do not ignore them. That's awesome. That that is great. I you know, and I
0: think I would just add a little something in there from my own experience, which is just experiment with it, right? I think we're still figuring out as a, as a culture, where does Facebook live fit in? You know, is it something that's going to be around for a long time? Um, there, it's just, um, yeah, we still are just kind of figuring out what we're going to use it for. Um, Yeah. It's, it's the
1: age of social media. I mean, it's hard to keep up with this, but it's so exciting, you know, it's, Yeah. It's just fun. And, you know, now Facebook came out with face, uh, audio live.
0: Yeah. I noticed that. And I saw you freak out about it too.
1: <laughs> yes. I was in Seattle. I was like, wait a minute, what the heck? Oh my gosh. Right. What
0: What are we going to use this for? Yeah. <laughs> but it almost doesn't matter. Cause we'll, yes. we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll start experimenting with it. Right. Yeah. And, and, and you have to have a willingness to do that. Right. And I, I think a lot of therapists are still hesitant to try out a new medium like this. Mm -hmm. You know, there's something about it that kind of that feels a little self-indulgent maybe, or a little bit like, you know, look at me, I'm on Facebook live, I'm important. And Mm -hmm. I, I know that it took me a bit to overcome that. Um, and, and kind of get over my own self-consciousness, but how do you, how do you help other therapists just kind of get through that and, and remind them, let them know that, Hey, people want to hear your message. They want to interact with you. It's, um, you know, it's, it's something that you should try out and kind of get, get through, uh, work through this part of yourself that, that goes, no, that's too self-indulgent or whatever
1: yeah you know i i think it it goes into my clinical training mm-hmm. um i started off as a behavioralist and my approach to life in general is basically act and not let your emotions dictate what is true in the moment um so yeah, i love that it's, it's not about doing it without
0: any fear and anxiety it's about doing it with yeah. the anxiety and all
1: yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think that's part of being a human being. And I can't I, I can definitely tell people, you know, be gentle with yourself. But words are not enough. You sure. just have to close your eyes and jump. Sure. You know, I mean, that's what I if if I listened to all my fears in the very beginning of my career, there is no way I would be traveling, traveling all over the United States to be doing what I'm doing right now. No way. And so one of the things that I, I, I remind people, cause we already know this, right? Um, I remind people to just act and then let the feelings come and just be okay with some of those. I think tolerance with these par- powerful emotions is something that our culture is lacking. You know, we get so bombarded with all of this emotion and these feelings that come up that we become so paralyzed and afraid. Um, uh, we as have a be- lot of shame, don't we? There's a lot of shame yeah. in society, um, yeah, and 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 that's not easy to work through. No. No, not at all, especially when you do, uh, you, you know, when other uh, professionals call, uh, you know, call each other out on social media, shaming us. And, you know, we do that for ourselves and we're shooting ourselves in the foot. But, you know, the the, the thing is, you kind of have to tap into your inner narcissist, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I entirely agree. <laughs> say, say more about about how you do that, because I think that's spot sure. on. <laughs> Yeah, you know, he, here's the thing. There comes a time when... You know, you can talk about fear. You know, like I said, I, I love Brene Brown. OK, I love Brene Brown. Sure. But sometimes you just have to pick up your shit and just <laughs> yes, keep going. I right. I love it. And just say to yourself and whether you believe it or not, just say, look, I'm an effing badass. That's right. Yes. Right. And, and just go with it. And just if you have to tell yourself some lies like that, <laughs> go for <laughs> it. You know, what? because. Yeah. Because. Because fear is basically, uh, you know, it, it's good. It's, it's a good thing for us, but for some reason we, we need to ch- change our beliefs about yes, it.
0: Absolutely. I, I love that. And I think so many of us can use a bit of, uh, I call it ego strength, but we can mm-hmm. use some additional ego strength. And the reality is, uh, sometimes what we do is a little narcissistic and that we are, mm-hmm. um, we are, you know, positioning ourselves and saying, you know, come work with me if you come and, do talk therapy with me and pay me $150 an hour. You know, I can reduce your suffering as a human. (laughs) And at some point therapists have to believe I'm, I'm worth what I'm charging or I'm worth, you know, that this is what an hour with me is worth. And um, very rarely do I see therapists overcompensating for that. If anything, I, you know, and the, the folks that I do coaching with, they need more of that. <laughs> they need uh-huh. to indulge themselves more and really, um, and really push the boundaries with that. So, I, I absolutely love what you're saying.
1: Yeah. And, you know, a couple weeks ago, actually, three weeks ago, I was uh, at a, um, a, a, a group of analysts, right? Very old school analysts. And one of the things when I started talking about marketing, they were like, you know, I feel like when we market, we cheapen the profession. And that's a very old school. Yeah, I've heard that at, as well. Right. It's a, a, and the, these are a group of analysts. And after I talked about it uh, and explored this idea of shame, this idea of cheapening, um, they, went, they, they started understanding the value of this. Mm-hmm. right? But this is the kind of mindset that a lot of us go through. Um, in the very beginning, this idea of if I market, if if I say these things on social media that, you know, come work for me, uh, I'm going to help you out, that it cheapens the profession, you know, and that could be that is so farther from the truth. And that also creates fear and anxiety uh, in your business.
0: Absolutely. I, it, it strengthens, you know, it strengthens, I think, even our reputation just in the world as people who provide a service um, and, and regard ourselves as professionals and as professionals who are worth a lot to society. I mean, the whole, I think the whole kind of wave that we're in right now, and especially with a lot of the private practice consultants, is pushing the envelope in terms of our worth. Right. And even in terms of what we're worth to society and seeing ourselves as bona fide, you know, business people and marketing has so much to do with that. Yeah. Uh, And kind of getting over ourselves and um, and and just putting our message out there because you be, you know, you're a therapist and you are in private practice because you believe in what you're offering. Right. But if your marketing doesn't doesn't reflect that, then you're not going to be successful and that that's not going to translate to people. On the other yeah. hand, if people arrive at your website, they have th- they see this fantastic video, this fantastic website copy and it all speaks to your value. Mm-hmm. Their their expectations have just gone up and we know even through research that that's a positive thing. That's a you know when clients expectations are high, they actually get better and they they get better faster.
1: Yeah. So and you know yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. And, you know, research is saying as well that consumers, uh, all the research are pointing to very, very educated consumers um, th- before they go and see and buy a product or a service, sign up for a, a service. They are researching. And as mental health professionals, we have to have content, especially videos out there that shows our competence and respecting this idea and the fact that uh, consumers in this generation are highly educated, absolutely, you know? they're they're therapy
0: savvy. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I experienced this when I started my first practice in San Francisco, which is obviously a very dense area for therapists. And um, one of the resources I use a lot and is kind of controversial is Yelp. Um, mm-hmm. And I've used that, you know, um, and I have both you know colleague reviews on there and then clients who have elected to to. Leave a review on their own, and and I know it's a gray area, and I'm aware of that. There's a dark side to it, and a lot of therapists have a problem with that. But what I do like about it is that it it reduces, it lowers the veil a bit between consumers yeah. and therapists, because the reality is people don't some even the most therapy savvy people, they need more information. They don't know what it's truly like to work with you. Um, they're going to spend a good bit of money just to come in and find out if you're a good fit, and so we need to be re- re- kind of lowering that veil in um, yeah. that that transparency that j- this is who I am this is what it's like to be in the room with me so again, this is just why I love video um, yeah well, I wonder if we can transition for a second into kind of the technical side because um yeah you, you obviously learned the technical savvy of, um, to create these really high end videos. You've got great audio. Um, I, I, I do some video kind of on the side and for fun. So I've learned about that stuff and it really, um, some of it's pretty accessible, right? You can find, yep. you can learn so much online, but, um, so you, you go all over, um, the country and now even internationally is, as what I understand
1: yes.
0: <laughs> to shoot these videos for folks. And, um, drawing out their story is such a huge part of it and something that you use your clinical skills to do. And then in terms of the technical side, how did you learn what you know and what can therapists do on their own? Or is it even worth it for a therapist to try to create their own video?
1: Yeah, you know, there's two ways that you can look at this. One is a professionally done video where you've know you got all these music, B-rolls, all of those things. Um, I recommend that you outsource that. Um, just because there's a lot involved in it, and it's gonna take a lot of time for you to do the editing. So I use certain software, but as I say that, you can actually use your cell phone and any devices right now with the camera. Mm-hmm. The cameras in this generation is just getting incredibly better and better and better. So th- what I do is the professional videos, the promotional videos are two minutes, but you can actually do your own video blogs or types of videos with your cell phone. So let me give an example. The iPhone 6 Plus and up and the 7, it, we have 7, right? Yeah, the 7. Yeah, we do. It has some, It has two ser- separate cameras in there. And it's high, high resolution. And it also has an image stabilizer in them. So what that means is that the your camera... On the one that's facing uh, the outside, not the one that's facing your your screen, on the outside, when you shoot a video from that, it has an image stabilizer. So when you're walking, it looks like you're floating, and it looks like it's very stabilized. And that is in itself is just an incredible technology. This little camera that can detect a uh, crisp crisp, clear camera or or visuals in there. So if you're outdoors, you're in the woods, you're right stream and you're doing a video out there, it will create some of the most amazing, amazing visuals. And the audio on your cell phone uh, and your Android, they're all coming out with this, can pick up about two feet of sound in clear, clear uh, um, fashion sure so this is a technologies all you have to do is face the camera to you and start talking you don't have to here's what people think that if I do a video on my cell phone I have to post it on Facebook I have to post it somewhere no you can actually press delete right, <laughs> That's <a good> tip. <laughs> right? so practice you don't have to put it anywhere but just as I say that as soon as you continue to watch it over and over and over again, guess what happens? You get you get
0: better and you're more
1: okay with it.
0: Yeah, you yeah, start you getting
1: see. better. Yeah. And also the other thing too, if you continue to hold that video, you are going to find flaws in it. And sure. it's going to keep you from posting. So what I say is just look at it, be okay. Practice mindfulness. Practice this idea that, you know what, nothing is going to be perfect. I'm just going to post it. That's true mindfulness, right? It's like... It is what yeah, it is. It's good enough. It's good. Yeah. It's yeah. just
0: put awesome. it up there. What, what, you know, my take is that, you know, if you're going to have a, a video on your homepage that is really your first impression for a client mm-hmm. that a client's going to see, that is so worth the investment uh, of having a professional do it, right? You want to really nail it. And that's what you help yeah. therapists do. Now I see some therapists creating like video blogs and giving these two minute tips on Mm. um, couples therapy or on how to fight or parenting tips. Um, And so for those types of videos, do you do you feel like those are more uh, appropriate for this kind of the DIY um, setup or using your iPhone?
1: Yes. So here's on your website, I recommend for everybody to be doing this. So on your homepage, you have a perfect professionally done promotional video under two minutes or so right but also on your website to increase visibility to increase seo because you want people to be spending a lot of time on your website so why not have a tab that says video blogs and all of the that when people tap into that uh, um, tab all of your video blogs are on there Right. If you gotcha. have ten, you know what I mean, because when mm-hmm. people go to your website, they go on that video blog section. They spend over two minutes on your website. That is a lifetime considered to uh, considering Google. Yeah,
0: that's great for SEO. So,
1: yeah. So Google will will go. Wow. This this individual is or this website is being seen a lot. People are staying there over sixty seconds. Let's put them on the first page of Google. Yeah. That's how Google awesome. works. Does it matter where your video is hosted? So I know that
0: um, obviously Google owns YouTube. YouTube. So that's a logical place to put your videos. But I know you right. can get um, better quality with Vimeo. What? How do you yep. decide where to host your
1: video? You know, um, I used to say uh, I'll always host it on on YouTube, and the reason why I. I say that um, is because of this idea that Google and YouTube are married, sure. and it's easier to use. Now Vimeo, yes, absolutely, um, but I do believe that uh, Vimeo, after a certain point, you start paying for it, right? A subs- some right. sort of a subscription. Sure. sure. So uh, I- I'm always trying to look for ways for clinicians to do things that are uh, financially optimal. So I recommend YouTube. Uh, awesome.
0: Okay. You have, um, you know, as we get toward the end here, you've offered so much amazing value to, uh, the show today. And I know our listeners are going to get a ton out of it. We've talked all about, um, humanizing ourselves through video, the way that you approach personal branding with Jahari's window Uh, we talked about using Facebook live to build your community, humanize your brand, step outside of your comfort zone, um, protecting confidentiality of clients and doing this all ethically, which is so important. Um, and, and then kind of the DIY steps for if you're going to do some video yourself, here's, here's a good place to start. Mm -hmm. What else would you offer? Is there anything else you want to throw in in terms of just some concrete kind of actionable tips on using video to, to promote your practice?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So for those of you who have group practices, for instance, um, behind the scenes uh, look at your group practice is incredible. It's awesome. So let's say you guys are having a meeting as a group practice. Um, if you are uh, like recently, I um, I did a, a, a few pictures and videos about my growing practice at Huntington Beach, California. Um, so doing, using videos to promote your group practice and looking at it from an evolution perspective. So people love to see the evolution of your practice, right? And just do videos like that. Do separate introduction, introduction on using videos uh, for your group practice, the individuals in there. And even showcase uh, your office setting. So do a walkthrough, you know, grab your cell phone, Right, cool. and walk through yeah. your office and go, "Hey, this is our office here. This is our waiting awesome. room." Right, yeah. because These clients it, want to see where they're yes, where they're going to be. That's that's you, so brilliant. Especially if you have a be- if you're proud of your office, yeah, show it right? off. Show it off awesome. because yeah. people want to see that environment. So that's a concrete way. You don't you don't have to. Uh, hire a, a professional to do that. Use your stinking cell phone and just walk <laughs> around your office, right. And go, Hey, uh, here's our receptionist, you know, so-and-so and she'll be taking care of you.
0: Things that, like that. That's amazing. That's, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, again, and that goes back to this idea of kind of bringing down the veil between consumers and the experience they're going to have with therapists. Yeah. Um, I love that. Anything else you wanted to throw in there or um, do you feel like that's more that's probably more than enough for therapists to to,
1: to digest here's, for now? Yeah, here's one here's one last thing. Awesome. Um you know there there is a side by side interview like with Zoom or Skype, right? Um I say that if you have a group practice, why not do a side by side interview video conferencing asking about you know a discussion forum asking about each other's niche. Right? Like, hey, I've got Dr. Robert Pate here, who is one of the therapists at our group practice. Hey, Dr. Pate, can tell us a little bit about your practice. And it's off of Zoom, right? A side by side. The idea for this is that you then again humanize each other and you also give content out there that's part of their practice um, that's one way to do this as well. So you're saying kind of interview each other within your practice. Yes. yes. If you don't, if you don't want to do a video on your own, Mm. invite one of your colleagues. Yeah. That really takes the pressure off, right? Yeah. That's excellent. So many
0: opportunities here for therapists and counselors to be using video to promote your practice. I, I would just encourage you, you know, if you haven't, use video at all, just think about, um, you know, trying it out in one of these ways. And like Ernesto said, if you, if you do something and you hate it and you delete it, then, then you delete it. Right. And you try mm-hmm. again, but you get, um, you, you, you kind of get started with this stuff. I think because we're still kind of, um, getting comfortable with video as therapists and private practice, you have the real opportunity here to to get a real edge on um, in, in the market that you're in. So mm-hmm. uh, to me, it's just a real no brainer. In terms of the actual investment in uh, you know in a professional video, the way that I see it, and the way that I would walk someone through it, if if you know for the folks that do coaching with me, is that um, so. Let's say you spend fifteen hundred or two grand or whatever on a, on a video. Um, mm-hmm. Let's say that you get two clients two extra clients for that video. They come yep. in paying a hundred dollars for seven or eight sessions. You have just paid off that investment. Exactly. And that is the absolute bottom line. The reality is your conversion is going to be, is going to go up so much higher. Your, your value is going to be promoted uh, in, in such a bigger way that, um, but that, that was just the absolute minimum that I would kind of look at it uh, mm-hmm. used to look at it. So I just think you can't go wrong and you're going to see that money back. So I really encourage folks to to consider doing it and to consider hiring Ernesto. Um, Again, Ernesto from filmit.com. That's F-Y-L-M-I-T dot com. Ernesto, tell us how our listeners can get in touch with you and anything, any kind of projects or opportunities you have coming up uh, with filmit.com.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, you can just visit my website at filmit.com. And one of the things that I'm telling people now is to friend me on Facebook and uh, any on social media, just because if you want to see the type of marketing that I do, everything that I do on social media is marketing. And so if you want any pointers, I do a lot of live streaming videos. And just to get an idea of how this works, uh, I will make the mistakes for you. (laughs) (laughs) love it right and so just just learn i mean that's how i i i learn by people just just watching what they do um so just friend me on facebook you can email me if you have any questions about this and would love to fly out uh and do your promotional video but again i would love for you to, to at least just try your cell phone um you know, th- that's a really great way to kind of get yourself outside of the comfort zone. So yeah, visit my website and email me or, you know, I'm always on social media.
0: Awesome. <laughs> always, <laughs> literally always. Um, <laughs> Ernesto, this was just fantastic. I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. And um, I will see you around the internet.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And thank you so much for what you're doing, sir. I mean, this is, this is awesome. And you know, when I come out to North Carolina, you got to you got to uh, take me out. To Absolutely.
0: <laughs> you can count on it. That, that sounds good. All right. Thanks, Ernesto. Cheers. All righty. All right. If you couldn't already tell, I had such a fun time doing that interview with Ernesto, and he was such an amazing person to uh, to start this podcast with. So... um I, I'm just really grateful that you're here, that you're choosing to be a part of this community and um, and spend this time to invest in yourself and in your business. So if you haven't done so already, head over to privatepracticeworkshop.com. There's a lot of free resources for you there. And um, and also please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and do me a huge favor and leave us a review on iTunes as well. That way more people can discover um, all the great information that we're sharing here. So that's That's it for this week, I'll see you next time.